Good morning. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News headlines. Assessment and cleanup is continuing today in North Florida and across the Bay Area following Hurricane Edelia. The Category 3 hurricane made landfall yesterday morning at 745 at Keaton Beach in Taylor County with 125 mile per hour winds. It then barreled through Georgia and the Carolinas and is now headed out to sea. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell, who will travel to Florida this afternoon at President Biden's direction to help assess impacts of the storm, said the federal government already has more than 1,500 responders on the ground, including more than 300 FEMA personnel and more than 500 people from Urban Search and Rescue. Hours after Hurricane Edelia struck Florida's Big Bend area yesterday, Governor Ron DeSantis addressed what he said were reports of looting in the town of Steenhatchee. Like he has after some previous emergencies, DeSantis suggested that residents would shoot people who were looting. I told all of our personnel at the state level, you know, you, you protect people's property and, and we are not going to tolerate any looting in the aftermath of a natural disaster. I mean, it's just ridiculous that you would try to do something like that on the heels of an almost Category 4 hurricane hitting this community. I'd also just remind potential looters that people, you never know what you're walking into. People have a right to defend their property. Uh, This part of Florida, you got a lot of advocates and some proponents of the Second Amendment. And I've seen signs in different people's yards in the past after these disasters. And I would say it's probably here. You loot, we shoot. You never know what's behind that door. If you go break into somebody's house and you're trying to loot, uh, these are people that are going to be able to defend themselves and their families. So, so I would not do it. Uh, we are going to hold you accountable from a law enforcement perspective at a minimum. And it could even be worse than that depending on what's behind that door. So let's all band together and lift people up and not try to take advantage of a difficult situation. That's Governor DeSantis speaking yesterday in Perry, Florida, hours after Hurricane Edelia made landfall. His media team tweeted this clip from a press conference broadcast on Fox News. Water levels on the Steenhatchee River rose more than nine feet in about two hours Wednesday morning. A bridge leading into Steenhatchee was not passable. FDOT Secretary Jared Perdue said State Road 24 leading into Cedar Key in Levy County was also inaccessible yesterday afternoon. Over 150,000 Floridians are still without power, and at least three weather-related deaths have been reported. Two of them involved motorists caught in Adalia's heavy rainfall, while a Georgia resident was reportedly struck by a fallen tree. The shooter in the mass killing last Saturday in Jacksonville had written racist, hate-filled manifestos. A gun safety group is making the link between easy access to guns in the U.S. and violent hate crimes. Kelly Drain is research director at Giffords and spoke with Sean Canan this week on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. One is that we know that a large percentage of mass shootings and and gun violence in general is connected or has some connection to hate. In fact, in this country, there are 10,300 firearm hate crimes each year. So that's 
28 per day. And we also know that the risk factors that motivate people to have these hate-filled ideologies also are connected to an increased risk of other forms of violence. So it's really critical that our laws are properly addressing this nexus between hate and violence. How difficult is it for someone who has committed hate crimes already to be able to access firearms? Yeah, so under federal law, if you commit a felony hate crime, um, you know, a crime that raises to, to the level of a felony, usually that's a crime that's punishable by more than one year in jail. You would be prohibited under federal law. But we know that many hate crimes um, are prosecuted as misdemeanor hate crimes. And federal law does not prohibit people convicted of misdemeanor hate crimes, which can still be incredibly violent, cause tremendous pain for victims. Those are not um, prohibiting events and people convicted of those crimes um, at the misdemeanor level can still access firearms. Um, some states have taken action to close that loophole, but there are still, you know, the majority of states that have not addressed that. That's Kelly Drain, Research Director at Gifford, speaking this week with WMNF Sean Canan about the link between violent hate crimes and America's easy access to firearms. You can watch this full interview on our website, WMNF.org. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, sent a letter yesterday to all 50 states and U.S. territories with a specific mandate identify and fix systematic problems for determining Medicaid eligibility, especially for children. WLRN's Veronica Zaragovia has more. The federal agency is trying to help those who were removed from their coverage, even though they remain eligible. Florida has removed more than 400,000 people so far, and more than half still qualify. For most of the pandemic, states could not require enrollees to reapply. Now, CMS is challenging states where enrollees are falling through the gaps, whether it be missing paperwork or personal information that hasn't been updated, and to pause these enrollments until state Medicaid agencies fix the problems. In a recent email to WLRN, a spokesperson for the Florida Department of Children and Families wrote that CMS had already approved the state's roughly year-long redetermination plan. I'm Veronica Saragovia in Miami. A school shooting that left one faculty member dead and terrorized students at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill has galvanized gun safety advocates once again. A crowd of about 600 students rallied last night for stricter state gun laws in North Carolina. March for Our Lives co-founder David Hogg, who launched the nationwide gun control movement in the immediate aftermath of the Parkland High School massacre in 2018, spoke at yesterday's protest urging students to take their pain to the ballot box. In weather, cloudy with numerous scattered showers throughout today and tomorrow. Daytime highs will be around 90 degrees and we will start to dry out on Saturday. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News Headlines. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.